The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is available to watch as a video podcast exclusively on the Talking Backwards Patreon page. Sign up today over at Patreon.com slash Talking Backwards. We did not celebrate the fact that we have made it halfway through the return. And I am still here. Congratulations. Welcome back to Talking Backwards, a Twin Peaks podcast. I'm Dave Jackson, joined by Patrick Mahan. Hey, everybody. And Tyler Mullins. Hey. <laughs> hey there, handsome. What are we doing? Uh, this is going to be a discussion on part 10 of The Return. Interesting. Is it interesting? You have something to tell us about it? I'd like to tell you something about it. Okay. If let's, I may. Let's uh, do some Pat stats. Haul out your boy for some Pat stats, stats, stats. I hate, I hate the Pat Stats. Part 10 of Twin Peaks The Return, a.k.a. Season 3, Episode 10, a.k.a. Laura is the one from Twin Peaks, the limited event series. Mm-hmm. that it? Yep. Great. So, this one is rough. Yeah. And I, I did not like the character of Richard Horn before. Nobody did. But now you do. Now, <laughs> now he's the president of the fan club. <laughs> now I can't stand, stand him. Yeah. There, there is no chance. No chance for this guy. No. So Richard Horn pulls up to Sir Miriam's. Don't call him sir. No. Don't respect this man. I thought that's what you said. No. So. Said so. <laughs> so Richard Horn pulls up to Miriam's trailer. How about this car? How about this car? Did you notice it was three colors? It's split in three. It's just so unique. It's just yep. like red, white, and black. Yeah. The first part of it's black. Middle of it's, well, I don't know what the order of the colors are, but mm-hmm. it's it's weirdly painted where the front half is one color, the middle is one color, and the back is another color, hmm. and it's red, white, and black. Gotcha. So, so what's his deal? <laughs> well, he knows that Miriam saw him hit the kid with the truck a few episodes ago. And he has come to handle that situation. Yes. So she's she's only not from inside. It's like, I know it was you who did it. She knows his name. So he obviously, he must know her. And she knows him. Uh, yeah. And she pretty much said, I, I already told the cops. You know, and I know it was you. So just get out of here. So yeah. the skedaddle. First confusing part for me was she already told the cops, and why is this guy not arrested? Why is he not right. behind bars? So mm-hmm. I just sort of thought she told Chad. Like that was the officer, told officer Chad. that she told. Because well, why wouldn't anything happen? Well, 
she didn't tell anybody outright because he asks, you know, you told the cops. He's like, yes, I wrote them a letter. I think she said, and I wrote them a letter. Oh, yeah. I think she may have said something like, I don't yeah. know why you aren't locked up already. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it might have been Chad. How much did you send him Chad. a letter? Do they hopes that it gets to someone else besides yeah. Chad? It's yeah, a, I don't know. It's, it's a confusing weird. method, yeah, for sure. People in Twin Peaks like to write notes. <laughs> it's this has been established. <laughs> he ain't lying. It's a lost art. So, <laughs> realizing that he's got a little bit of time before the letter arrives somewhere, he just go ahead and goes ahead and charges in and beats the daylights out of her. Oh, he's yeah. standing there too, talking to her. I kind of noticed again. Already thinking about the colors of his car. Really see his reflection in the door, front and center, and I'm just reminded of reflections in the series. Mm-hmm. Thinking of yep. Bob, it's always there. Yeah, it's always there. Yeah. So he goes yeah. in there, and we don't see it, but we hear the violence. We hear it. We hear it. No thanks. It's brutal. Yeah. So uh, she did. <laughs> right. Yeah. She just. Well, we do later get a slow pan into the trailer to see that she is face down in a pool of blood. So he's done what he came to do. And uh, as he's walking out, he makes a call to ostensibly Chad to say, hey, she sent a letter. I need you to intercept it. He's like, I I don't know, man. That's a tough ask. (laughs) That's a big ask. And then he proceeds to call Chad some names. Yeah. That I agree with. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. (laughs) I I said ostensibly, but I forget that we actually see Chad on the other side of the line. Yes. In the scene. Yeah. So we are for sure confirmed. (laughs) He calls Chad. Yeah. Do we need to take a moment? For Miriam? For Miriam? For Miriam. Poor, poor Miriam. Poor Miriam. If he didn't kill her, she's definitely going to die from carbon monoxide or (laughs) whatever. (laughs) From inhalation. Yes. Yeah. Rip Miriam. But we juxtapose this horrendous sight with uh, something very, very pleasant. We'll call Rod at the new Fat Trout trailer park. Incredible. Doing some picking and grinning. Oh, yeah. It's a great song. Uh, yeah, but he gets interrupted because of an altercation in a nearby trailer. And apparently this is common. Is it, it's not Miriam's this particular trailer. trailer. It's not, not Miriam's. Yeah. It's just, we have two trailers. Different oh. trailer, yep. Two trailers. She's had two visions. Three, three counting Jacoby's trailer. Yeah. But, uh, trailers, yeah just, trailers exist. Trailers are everywhere. Yeah. There's way more than three trailers in this scene, for sure. I've seen a lot of movie trailers. Yeah. Mm. Truth. Yeah. Uh, inside the trailer... Is where the action is, though. And it's bad action again. Just more trailer violence. Yeah. This is uh, Steven doing some, we'll just say, domestic violence to Becky. I don't really remember what he's laying into he's, her for. He's yelling at her, He but he, he says something, too, along the lines of, like, you know what you did. Yeah. We don't know what that means. Mm-hmm. Um, he doesn't ever actually hit her. Not that we see. In this shot, he gets pretty close to doing it. I'm pointing it out because I think there's an interesting parallel with the next scene with Candy hitting. She does hit Rodney. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which is funny because, you know, she did, she, even the parallel with that, it's like she can't, Candy says, how can or can you love me after what I did or whatever? And, I mean, you can play that into this situation in a way, you know. Sure. Because somehow, yeah, it's like why, why is Becky with this guy? Right. Still, again, confused about this character because – Steven's a great guy. Yeah. Love Steven. Series is no stranger to staying in abusive relationships mm-hmm. in several capacities. Like there's all there's always something underlying. Well, it runs too with 
her being the daughter of Shelly. Right. Shelly. We all remember Leo, don't we? Vividly. Never, never forget. Erica Dare. Yeah, but just Dare. more history repeating in that sense. Yeah. Time and time again. Yeah, but and like you said, uh, we have Rodney Mitchum uh, doing, I, I guess, his, his daily accounts and just minding his own business. Yeah, he's working. Yeah. As a candy, uh, one third of the Bay Patrol is patrolling after a fly. And what, what is it she's using as her swatter? It's like a trophy or... She grabs a remote. Remote. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the fly eventually lights on Rodney's face and she swats it with the remote. And she just can't handle the fact that she just did this. Just loses her mind. I brought yeah. this up in part five because Tyler, when you were talking about... <laughs> we were talking about the first time we meet uh, Candy, Sandy, and Mandy at the casino. Um because I, because I say like over on the wall, because I'm just gonna say it's candy, Sandy, man, and you just go a fly. <laughs> oh. I'm like, no, that happens later. <laughs> <laughs> that happens right here. Wow. Um, yeah. So you're you're psychic. Yes, <laughs> I am. Or you got long conned. Maybe. <laughs> uh, I love this scene. Classic peaks. Uh, classic comedy. Um, and here, here's what's crazy to me. I, I swear I've read this somewhere or maybe it was a video interview. Maybe it was even behind the scenes, but a quick Google search could lead me to nothing about this. So maybe I dreamed it. I don't know. But if you notice the whole time the camera is on, it doesn't show the other side of uh, Rodney's face. Mm-hmm. Um, what, I, what I remember reading somewhere or seeing was that he actually got injured really on set, like with a light or something like it hit him and cut his face. So the camera oh. never shows that side of got his face light. because it's actually... <laughs> Because it's actually cut. Oh. Um, so when it finally cuts over, when she finally hits him, you do finally see that he's got a wound. Uh, and apparently like, apparently that's what it was. I feel they like I wasn't dreaming it. this. Yeah, and they just wrote this scene to make it huh. like there. Um, so this is either a fun behind-the-scenes fact or, <laughs> yeah, or something you just or made Or something up. I just dreamed. Because I, I did a Google search last night or two nights ago, I guess. I did a Google search and nothing came up about it. I was like, Robert Nepper set injury, Twin Peaks, couldn't <laughs> find anything about it. So I don't know where I saw it. Please, somebody, if you know, tell me. Because if anyone can verify <laughs> the rantings of a madman. Yeah. But either way, I thought TP. I thought that was a cool thing that they wrote it in um, with this scene. Because I, I love this scene. I think it's funny. So yeah, Rodney gets injured, but he's not the one who goes to the doctor. No. <laughs> no, he's not. No. So we, we finally get Dougie in to see somebody. It's about time. Like, it's about time. Somebody just took a second. <laughs> it seems like if this is a common thing for somebody, when they start to have an episode, you go get them checked out as soon as you can. Well, didn't she say something, and maybe I'm, again, misremembering, that she wanted to take him to the doctor, but she had to go meet those guys on her lunch break? Mm-hmm. So she she wanted to do this before. Right, yeah. <laughs> but it's just, how much time do you have in mm-hmm. your busy day? Um, so we've, we've she's finally getting there. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. It just seems like if somebody doesn't have the capacity to get around their day to day life without being ushered by somebody, right? That's you an emergency call, right? Yeah, yeah. You you call out of whatever you're doing. That's why I still can't help. I can't help but wonder, like, has this happened with the old Dougie before? Was this just this is how he would mm-hmm. get because of the accident? Yeah, we uh, finally get him in there, and <laughs> this is this is fun because he's obviously in way better shape than Dougie Jones was in. It says he's lost a ton of weight. And watching Janie E just kind of come to the realization, just like, he hot. Just, oh, wow. Yeah. 
She's just gets watching her get real thirsty. She's like, how much weight did he lose? Because who boy? <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the what's the word she uses? She's like, she's like fascinating. Or I don't I don't know, but it's good. She's great in this scene. Mm-hmm. She's great in this this episode. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, he's in he's in great shape, great health, and uh, fine neck. Maybe fine neck. <laughs> and uh, she's into it. Very much so. But I feel like this can't be the first time that she's seen him without his shirt on because she's had to dress him. Maybe she was just so annoyed that she was having to do that that she wasn't paying attention to his body. Yeah, it's possible. She's probably talking the whole time. (laughs) (laughs) Like, I just can't believe you would do this. And and na, 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 na. It's Sonny Jim's birthday. (laughs) Just unbelievable. Go to sleep. On this, the day of your son's birth. (laughs) Your son, Sonny Jim. Yeah. <laughs> Sonny and, Jim. And you, Sonny Dougie Jim. Jones. Dougie Jones. Your son, My husband. Sonny Jim Jones. Sonny Jim Jones. Whoa. <laughs> Whoa. This is his name. Yep. Well, I just, I'd never said it with his last name in there. <laughs> yeah. And I don't like that. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, back to the the Mitchum household. The, Min- the Mitchum Manor. Mitchum Manor. Nice. <laughs> it it seems like the Mitchum brothers just live here with the Babe Patrol. Like they're all just what a life. <laughs> what a life. <laughs> what a life. But also, it seems like in a way, what a burden because it seems like Candy is a handful. Yeah, but they can't. Um, she has nowhere else to go. Yeah, she has nowhere else to go. We're like, what is her story? What is her backstory? <laughs> like what? Yeah, they just. I mean, there's. I don't know what's going on there. That they just keep reassuring her that everything's fine. Yeah. He's alive. He's okay. Yeah. Uh, she's hysterical. Yeah, she's she, crying, yeah. And she's just sobbing. They're just trying to watch the news. Mm-hmm. There's some breaking news about like, the spike. Absolutely love the just the graphics, too. You know, mm-hmm. being in you know the local Las Vegas news, we got the die coming in on the screen. <laughs> yeah. and I, just, I think it's great. Um, I don't know if it's actually like that. I've never <laughs> been to Vegas and watched the local news, but I thought that was funny. Like in uh, what's our next segment? It's a nice, uh, yeah, it was a nice touch. Um, yeah, so, I, so yeah, they got Ike. Mm-hmm. They got Ike, Ike. Ike finally stepped on his dick. <laughs> That's what Bradley says, which makes save us a whack of dough. Nice, <laughs> <laughs> like the air fist bump. Yeah, is my favorite. My that whole thing might be my damn fine line. <laughs> oh, wow. wow, I think it's hilarious. Ike finally stepped on his dick. Brad, remind me to call off that hit on Ike. Save us a whack of dough, nice. Damn fine. The air fist bumps just make it for me. I, it's so good. Yeah, we we get a, a few more uh, witness accounts of Dougie Jones moving like a cobra. They find out that the, it's Dougie mm-hmm. that was a, that was attacked, Mister Jackpots. Yeah. Yeah. So they they immediately are like, "Oh, wait a second. We know this guy. Yeah, he took money from us." Mm-hmm. It's interesting to me with these scenes that we've seen from part seven that, you know, and when we saw them in part seven, they were like news footage mm-hmm. is what it was shown to us. Like, you know, these people are getting interviewed about what happened. Yeah. Um, here they are p- played out of order of what we saw them. I think it's reversed. Um, also, the Janie E interview. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Completely different. Really? There's only a few words few phrases that are even the same hmm. it's a totally different take totally different i mean you know some of the beats are the same but it's a totally different interview yeah it wasn't so different that i caught that to me 
It's entirely. Yeah, it's entirely. I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I bought it. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's 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 entirely different. Yeah, they they recognize Dougie Jones as Mr. Jackpots as the guy from the casino, and uh, we cut back to some more Dougie Jones, Coop Jones. Ooh, Doug Coop. Doug Coop. Doug Coop. Coop Jones. He was uh just going to town on some cake while uh. Sorry, kind of this kills me. This is so funny. The cuts back to him as she's trying to like, mm-hmm. you know. Say that she's into him, like, and he just cut the faces he's Naomi making. Watts selling. Oh yeah, the seduction. Also, get we open with a shot of her feet mm-hmm. with the red shoes. Mm-hmm. Just interesting. The shots of him eating the cake when it cuts as she's like trying to seduce him, basically, and he's he's just like <laughs> just <laughs> just enjoying the cake, just like a cow chewing cud. That, that's one of the funniest moments in the series for me. It's just so funny. It is so funny. Yeah, he's just obviously completely oblivious. <laughs> what she's trying to make happen here. Assume this is leftover birthday cake. Mm-hmm. Maybe. That, that's what I thought. Yeah. But uh, she's going to get her way. She's going to get her way. <laughs> oh, Dougie. It's it's so good. They had sex, and <laughs> Dougie's face, <laughs> or Cooper's face. The face is, is funny, but the funniest just, part to me is just his arms flat. Like yeah, just, just, <laughs> just fish out of water. Yeah. <laughs> both sides is, of the back. Yeah, yeah. And uh, she's loving it. Screaming out Dougie. Yeah. So much that it wakes Sonny Jim up and probably traumatizes him a little bit. Poor child. A little bit. He's sleeping with his light on, too. Yeah. Yeah. He, <laughs> he springs up like he's hearing somebody in danger. Mm-hmm. It's just like, whoo, boy. Big night for Coop. <sighs> Dr. Amp. <laughs> Dr. Amp. More of the same, really. Just more rantings of a madman and... Yeah. The we, m- most important thing here was the run silent, run drapes reveal of mm. Nadine's shop. Yeah. <laughs> a fantastic callback to her drape mm. issues. <laughs> yes. Yeah, Nadine, clearly a Jacoby super fan. Do you think that's where the Red Room got their drapes? I don't know. They haven't moved. They've moved silently. Now that we mention it. They may have bought them from Nadine. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that, but I think that's the big connection. The big takeaway here is that Nadine was successful with her company, and she is a big fan of the Dr. Amp show. Yeah, she's got the gold shovel in the window. Mm-hmm. You love to see it. You love to see <laughs> so it. So she bought, she at least bought a gold shovel. <laughs> good, so, for, good for Nadine. Yeah. It's a sunny morning outside the Jones residence. Uh, Janie is coming off the tail end of a good night. Yeah. They're sending Sunny Jim off to school. She's feeling good. She's feeling good. And uh, Cooper's still. Absent. <laughs> but uh apparently Janie's gonna try and make that a regular thing. So she can't she can't wait till the next time. Yeah. So what what really goes on with Jerry in the woods? Because we kept back this to This is him. a very very quick scene. Mm-hmm. This is the one where he just like he looks lost. Mm-hmm. It's like you can't fool me. I've been here before. Yeah. I don't know what that means. I it's, I t- almost took it as just again playing with the issues of time. You know, we we just we've seen the Doctor Amp stuff already. I was like, is this a repeat? Maybe it's not. I mean, we get the stuff with the right. run silent, and then just other issues with the dates and stuff. It's just like, yeah, you can't fool me. I've been here before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's it's a meta take. I don't know. I, I just sort of thought it might, might play into the repetition uh, and the timelines not adding up. And, and Jerry may very well be caught in a loop. He very well may, may be there caught in the woods. In a loop. Yeah, in the woods and the whatever he's on before he went out there may have made him susceptible to that. Drugs. <laughs> Drogas. 
I just, yep, no, that's yeah. it. I mean, that's really <laughs> hey, it. Yeah, that's, that's all I can. It's, it's a, yeah. very quick. It's a blink and you miss it scene. Mm-hmm. A surprisingly sunny Chad <laughs> comes through the office. Sunny Chad, <laughs> Sunny Jim, and Sunny Chad. <laughs> I feel like it. It makes him so much more suspicious that he stops and talks to Lucy. Yeah, he's like, "It's a beautiful day, isn't it?" Bet you and Andy love a beautiful day. Wake up in the morning, like, what a beautiful day! <laughs> <laughs> what a dick. I was like, just it, his whole deal is he's going out to intercept this letter that's coming in that tags Richard Horn as the hit and run. I love that Lucy too is suspicious of it. Yeah, she's everybody smart. is, well, even the mailman. Is, it reminded me of the things from the pilot when she took the notes when she was listening to Bobby and Mike, I think, talk in the hallway or something, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, she, like, she has these moments where, you know, she's she's on it, and mm-hmm. I loved that. She kept her eye on him when he went outside to intercept the mail. Yeah, like I said, he goes out and gets the letter. He gets the mail from the mailman directly, like, as he before he puts it in the box. Mm-hmm. And even he, even the mailman, he, like, even he's what looking are up and down, like, like yeah. why would you do this? Yeah, I come here every day. This isn't, no one's coming out here to get the mail. Yeah. Yeah. So Chad goes through it, picks out the letter and puts yep. it away. Did you notice anything about the letter? It was red and black and white. <laughs> no. Was it red? And it black was and a newspaper. No, just the details, man. Uh, there was no zip code, which I thought was odd, but I don't know, whatever. Um, it said it was from Miriam Hodges. Um, Miriam in the credits is Miriam Sullivan. Hmm. Did he grab the wrong letter? Ooh. Oh, twist. Cool. (laughs) Or. Yeah, that'd be excellent. Or. Is it. What does it mean? If that's the case. (laughs) Two two last names. (laughs) It it could have been her poorly veiled attempt at an anonymous tip. Yes. Could, could have been. Like change your last this name. This will throw just, Change my last name. Yeah. And there's not a zip code. Yeah, that that's that's a possibility. I think. Beautiful day. Want to have a donut? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this calls for for another donut. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so a uh, notoriously great driver, Richard is driving and answers a text. Notoriously great driver. Uh, no, he needs to go back to driving school. Yeah. He so he's to die. He's texting and driving. Uh, just gets the confirmation that Chad intercepted the letter and Richard is on his way to do some more horrible things. Yeah. He's on his way to the Horn family residence where Sylvia and Johnny are. Yes. And Johnny is <laughs> restrained to a chair. I assume since he went Went crazy last episode and busted his head open. So now he's actually tied down. And in front of this wackadoo therapy doll of some kind, I'm assuming. It's like a, a teddy bear with the top with of no head. Top of the head ripped off and replaced with this like It's regular Briggs. One of those <laughs> teddy bear. <laughs> one of those globes you would touch that had the electricity in it to like that would touch your fingertips when you grabbed it. Mm-hmm. It's like one of those on top. And just keeps repeating. Hello, Johnny. On a loop. How are you today? Like Jerry, possibly. Yeah, <laughs> it's on a loop. And that, but yeah, when he got when he when he arrives, though, someone comes on the intercom, or they're they're like, "Your grandson is here." Yeah. So yeah. now we have the confirmation. Or, or your, your grandson's coming in. Yeah, yeah. Now we have the confirmation that Richard is the grandson of Sylvia and Ben, mm-hmm. which would mean he would be Jerry's. Jerry <laughs> doesn't. No, not Jerry. He'd have to be Johnny or Audrey because Jerry is. Uh, not the son of Ben. <laughs> He's Ben's brother. I don't know. <laughs> he could be his own. Could be, could be Donna's. 
Sylvie would have to be her stepmother, though. Mm. Mm. Remember that plot twist yeah. <laughs> in the end of season two? <laughs> Where Donna is, is Ben Horn's daughter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe that's it. I that did forget the, uh, about that. I know, right. Yeah, because Donna's not I'll anywhere take that. to be found. She would totally have a kid like that. Anyway, we get the confirmation it's a grandson. So yeah. more, to, more to think about. Yeah. And he is a terrible grandson. Yeah. Yes. So he arrives, and she doesn't want to let him in. Yeah. So she steps out of his way. like, nope, no. You can't come in here. Yeah. You're not getting anything. Turn around and leave. Not today, Satan. Very disturbing scene. Yeah. So he comes in anyway, and it it just go, it turns bad so fast. He wants money. He calls her a lot of things, and just throws her around. Johnny gets thrown around, and this whole scene of him beating her and telling her to give him money, and asking where the safe is and what the combination is, the whole time that. Hello, Johnny. How are you today? Just keeps playing over it. And it is. That's what's so disturbing. Well, I mean, a hurricane all of, of anxiety. All of it is just so unnerving. Yeah. I just, I don't like it. It's so much. Johnny trying desperately to break free to try and do something about it, but he can't. Yeah. Tin was always, this part was always a part. I, it's definitely one of my least rewatched parts just because a lot of the violence and stuff in it. I just, Richard sucks. Don't like it. I'm not a fan of this. Yeah, poor Johnny can't do anything about this either. Yeah. I feel like if, if he was loose, that Richard would have no chance. <laughs> take him, I take think, him down. I think that is a rage hurricane that is ready to roll. Yeah. Now he, uh, I think he's very lucky that Johnny was restrained. That's a really bad scene. He does end up getting a bunch of valuables and cash and leaves with it. He even takes her purse. Rude. Because... Why not? Because terrible person. For good measure. So back to this uh, office space that we saw last episode. We got Duncan Todd and Roger. Uh, They're finding out that Ike has been taken into custody. And in the same shot, we realize that Anthony Sinclair is in the room. Weird. So he gets called over. (laughs) That's weird. (laughs) Anthony Sinclair, uh, Dougie Jones's co-worker, who he attached to a bunch of stuff via case files. Yes. Case files. His childlike scribblings, making the connections. And he tells him that he's got to... This is convoluted. He has to somehow get the Mitchum brothers to kill Dougie by making them think that he has cheated them out of some money via insurance cases. And if he can't do it, that he himself has to kill Dougie Jones. But the way it's described, I, I just, I don't follow like law and insurance stuff like that super well. Yeah, because you're, so right, you're talking about, you're fr- basically like framing them for the arson thing and all that or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, but they're pinning, they're pinning it on Dougie Jones that Dougie caused all the problems and took the 30 million from them mm-hmm. um, to wrong them. Um, this was an interesting twist because I just didn't see Anthony Sinclair like in this and Duncan Todd working like together. I thought that was weird. And I just was just like, how are we getting to... How are we getting to this point where all these great, say great, <laughs> assassins can't kill Dougie, this one guy? Well, because he moves like a cobra. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Timing yeah. couldn't have been better for an FBI agent to take over this body. <laughs> couldn't <laughs> have been better. Because that's keeping this guy alive. <laughs> for real, yeah. The, the OG, OG DJ <laughs> would not have 
made it. Oh, no, he would not. <laughs> yeah, if no he had chance. lasted. I mean, if he had lasted another half hour mm-hmm. by the time they left, you know, he wouldn't have made it. He would be exploded. He would have been exploded yep. or he would have been um, assassinated. Or, yeah, shot, yeah, shot in, the car, in the car by the sniper. Jade. Yeah. Um, so it's come to this. Like, how do we have enough faith in this guy, Anthony Sinclair, to get this done? Mr. Sinclair. <laughs> I just had to say that. So good luck, Anthony. <laughs> good, good luck, Tony boy. Yeah, it's gotta Stay work gold. out. He's made it this far. Yeah, he's made it this far. Last episode, we saw that uh, maybe there's a little something, something between Constance the coroner and Albert Rosenfeld. Oh yeah. So much so that uh, they are out to dinner, yeah. but are also being creeped on. <laughs> yeah, by, by Tammy and Gordon. Gordon. Yeah, they're like, "Hey, come here, look at this." Yeah. I think I think Gordon's just like proud of his buddy. He's just like, man. Was nice to see, and yeah. also a very nice moment. And this is such a weird episode too, because where you do have all this violence, it's just topped on like these nice little mm. moments. I like, I like this. Yeah. <laughs> the series is usually good about giving you something terrible and then well, the dropping in something as a palate cleanser. The beginning was very good at that. The beginning of this episode, mm-hmm. you had the Miriam thing, awful. Carl Rudd singing, amazing. Yeah. The trailer stuff, back awful. Awful. Again. Candy and Rodney, amazing. Yeah. Like it was just like it was a perfect balance those yeah. scenes um very well put together um which makes that even more interesting as if the candy um rodney thing was a last minute thing because because of the injury mm-hmm. awesome they dropped it at the perfect yeah place. perfect yeah yeah so anthony sinclair is making his move uh goes to the silver mustang back to the mustang he's trying to get in to talk to the mitchum brothers what is the insurance fuck doing here <laughs> <laughs> So they know so him. They, <laughs> so uh, I guess to give her a chance to redeem herself for the facial smack, they send Candy down to retrieve Sinclair and bring him up. And it, it, takes, it takes her a while. while. Yeah. <laughs> it takes her a while to, to, one, get the idea. Well, I always thought she was just telling him when she was like pointing around the casino, I thought she was telling him what Dougie was doing. You went over to this slot. One. Yeah. You went over to this slot. <laughs> and he won all of these slots. <laughs> it looked to me like she was pointing out security cameras. Like, there's a security camera. Maybe, yeah. yeah. There's a security camera. Oh, Everywhere there's a security camera. <laughs> yeah, either uh, way. I was more on the page with it, Patrick. Yeah, just like, she was just explaining the Dougie thing. Dougie was here. <laughs> yeah, and then when she actually does explain what she was doing, it, it, doesn't add it does not look like no, what no, she was no, doing no, with no. her hands. No. So is she secretly a genius? The more I see of her... The more questions I have about her, so I I had this, this definitely like, one of the more intriguing new characters of the return. Just what is her deal? Yeah. Well, the first time I saw them lined up on the wall, I was thinking these three are dangerous. Like these are going to be a problem. This. That's what's so great about that initial scene with them and the Mitchums. You're like, these are all dangerous people. Yeah, they look intimidating. The more they play out with them, I'm just like. Yeah, and then this is kind of fun. <laughs> like th- this bunch, I like this bunch. Yeah, they're actually kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah, they're a little goofy. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the Mitchums in particular are goofy brothers. Yeah, yeah. They they send her down to get him, and it they watch on camera forever. I I like that somebody acknowledges how long something's taking. Finally, in the series, they're watching this play out on the cameras, and you can see them losing their patience. Yeah, it's <laughs> like. All right. So they radio down to the guy who got promoted after the last guy got beat down. 
like send her up. Yeah. Finally get him up there. And they don't seem to really buy in to what he has to say. I, I find this actually interesting too, because he's trying to basically just tell them that Dougie is their enemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love this because what, what he doesn't know, what Anthony doesn't know is that they know him already mm-hmm. from the casino yep. and, and from just seeing him on the news. Anthony, he's not, I assume he's not privy to any of this information. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, int- that's an interesting I'm trying to tell you, <laughs> you've got an enemy <laughs> in Dougie Jones. <laughs> Douglas Jones. Douglas Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they don't, they don't really buy it. <laughs> no, they do. Because in the next scene, they go, they're they're pissed. Like, they go back to the Mitchum Manor, and they're, like, freaking out about this because this guy took $30 million from them. Mm. Um, they're not happy about it because now they're like, we got to kill this guy. Gotcha. Um, well, I, I I gathered initially as they were glancing to each other, it's just like this guy. Well, they were initially like, yeah, Anthony Sinclair, like, why? Who cares? But the more he talked, then and they put the connections because they were already pissed at Dougie Jones, so now they're like, okay, well, he's he's done. We're going after this guy now. Gotcha. Um, don't know the reference. Oh don't, boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> don't know, don't know my my um, Marlon Brando stuff all that well, but. But uh, Rodney's like, and now I know how Brando felt. That's what he said. So I was like, Wally? Yeah. Do you know Wally? (laughs) (laughs) Do you know Wally? But yeah, I love this scene too with them. It's just the fool me once. (laughs) Shame on you. Mm -hmm. Shame on on us. Um, It's, I don't know. The more we see the Mitchums, the more I like having them around. Mm -hmm. Well, if you didn't know, Gordon Cole... A bit of an artist. Yes, he he's always doing some doodling. That doodling uh, make you think of anything. The doodle because it pan, it makes a clear. <laughs> it pans to it mm-hmm. to show you what he was drawing. Yep. So did you make Did you make anything of the drawing? Is it a tree? Do you need a what do it look like? A, do I do need a refresher. Okay, it's not, it's not what I remember. <laughs> <laughs> it's a reindeer. It's black and white. Yeah, I don't really know what to make of this. <laughs> is it a tree? Well, the first and an arm. The first image that I thought of when I saw that this is what he was drawing, mm-hmm. mostly with the arm. The arm. Bob's ah. arm. Mm. I just thought that was my that was just my connection that I made to something previous I'd seen, and especially with the trees being there. Sure. Um, again, and this plays out more in the scene. What does Cole know? Yeah, and I mean, I. The whole time I knew there was something to it. I was sure there was something to it. But I don't but even know if that's it. I mean, I don't even I know if that's it. Together. That's just a connection I made of just seeing an arm hanging out of the picture. Yeah. I mean, one arm, obviously. Yeah, one arm. Yeah. A running theme. Yeah. Uh, it is. I, I didn't know what to make of the elk, <laughs> yeah. reindeer, nope. no dog, idea. fish. And, there, and hey, if anybody has a, a better explanation for that, send them. Love to hear it. Yeah, mail it. Email no it idea. in to yeah. talkingbackwardspod at gmail.com. We want to hear from folks. So yeah, there's a knock on the door. That probably is more effective. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting for you. Yeah. Uh, he answers the door, but I don't think he exactly sees what's on the other side correctly. What does he see? Because what we see is Laura Palmer. Laura Palmer. And we just, we get, you know, more of the the scenes of Sarah's repeating, you know, Laura. Yeah, which is an interesting Whatever. thing, an interesting choice to yep. play over that. So the scene that plays is from when uh, in Firewalk with Me when Laura goes to Donna's house after she realizes that her father and Bob are the same. 
Mm-hmm. That's what the scene is. So she's crying. Oh, she's hysterical. Mm-hmm. Why would he be seeing that? He never met Laura. Yeah, it's yeah, it's odd that Gordon Cole I mean, Cooper is having visions also of Laura. Never met Laura. <laughs> so <laughs> it's not, not that weird. Yeah, it's not that yeah. weird. Um, but yeah, it's it's just again, even with his drawing, I'm just like, what does he know? Yeah, what has he seen? What does he dream about? What? <laughs> yeah, we don't know. We don't know anything about his dreams. He knows it all. Yeah, it's actually Albert at the door. Yep. I guess Rosenthal, Rosenfeld, Rosenfeld, <laughs> Roserfeld. I guess Diane came clean about the text she got. I don't think she. I, no, I don't. I, I don't you, think she came clean. They. You think he snuck it? Yeah, they 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 found it on their own. Oh, they, okay. they were spying on her. Oh, that's how I took it. They were spying on her. I guess that would make more sense. Yeah. So yeah, she didn't. Yeah, given her history with Cooper, they they probably are playing their cards close yeah. to the vest. So they want to keep her close, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, that's interest. That's very interesting. Yeah, it's uh, around the dinner table. Conversation is lively. Uh, not sure what to make of it. No. But, he, but he it f- did come from Mexico. Gordon confirms he was already suspicious. Because he says, this confirms it. Like, I felt it when we hugged. Mm-hmm. Um, that something was off. Uh, Dan also responded to the text saying that Hastings has been taken into custody. And they have a photo that puts Mr. C... In the same room as the glass box. That's when Tammy comes in. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's not boyfriend talk. <laughs> what she heard. <laughs> yeah. Did you notice anything when Tammy came down the hall? Other than her wonderful walk. Is there a, woods, a woodsman? I think there's a woodsman, but there's some weird weird shit. <laughs> <laughs> One is slow-mo. It's definitely not how she was walking. Watch the door. It glitches. The door glitches. Mm-hmm. Uh, weird. I'm like, is Laura still hanging out? <laughs> it's like, it's like her presence still. What's going on in this hallway? Like, what's causing the slow motion, the time? What does it mean? So, with with the different takes of stuff happening from the same event, or like just not reusing something that we've already seen to see again, but it's different. It's like it's like a minecart being switched on its tracks. Like it's it's the same track. But it's like at, at certain points, it's like things just veer off and almost almost trick the person in the moment into thinking they're still on their same track, but they're getting switched and redirected. It, it's <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, what? What's going on? It's like a it's like the Blair Witch Woods changing to keep you lost in it. You can't fool me. I've been here before. Yeah. <laughs> It's not like this is something that's just going to be like, oh, and then on that door, there's what's happened. Do you, you know, notice this stuff or have you? Not on a first watch, but I noticed it uh, way later. Yeah. I assume someone's probably brought it up. I would watch this these episodes when you're watching on a big screen and it's just like, I'm just looking at all the details because I remember my mind being like, she's in slow motion and this is not normal. Yeah. You could tell that it's a slower speed. Mm-hmm. But then when you see, do you just see a glitch? Because I remember seeing it like out of the corner of my eye. I was like, well. What's going on with that door? Well, yeah, and if the shot had been at regular speed, you might not have caught it. Yep, and that's true. I mean, if, if Tammy, in her in her experience, is going normal speed, she wouldn't see anything like right, that. Right, she wouldn't see it, yeah. So it's like a change can happen, and you don't catch it, so you get tricked. Yeah. And, that, and that's a wild tangent for me that I <laughs> real messed up about now. I love it. So, yeah, looking forward to getting into that. Yes. yes. Um, yeah, so this, she brings in the photo from the glass box. Uh, so this confirms that, um, 
Mr. C uh, is behind this, which yes. I always just thought it was, I don't know. I, he set up the glass box to catch the real coop, mm-hmm. but it didn't work. Didn't take. There was a there's an error somewhere <laughs> in the code, <laughs> you know, like when something didn't didn't Glitch quite in work the matrix. out. Maybe it's because he was being followed by the experiment, or was he trying to catch the experiment and not Cooper? Who knows? I mean, the glass box thing is one of my favorite mysteries of the show. I, it's fascinating, and I, I don't know. It's spooky. <laughs> yeah, it's spooky. It's very spooky. But I love that that you get the confirmation now. Finally, he's the billionaire. Yeah. So from the sparkle drugs. Did we confirm that the the box monster is the same as the the vomit monster? They're credited as the both as the experiment and the credits of part one and part eight. Okay. Okay. So I, yeah, I think they are the same. But it, it had a different head though when it showed up in the. It box looked a little different. It looked in the box. It looks a little more glitchy and just uh, dis- distorted. I don't even know how you describe it. It just looks twitchy. Yeah, it's twitching. Yeah. <laughs> like part three twitch. Yeah. <laughs> it's twitching, and yeah, you don't you do, you never get a clear picture of it. In part one. Gotcha. So moving away from this insanity, uh, we get uh, Ben Horn at the Great Northern uh, getting a call from Sylvia. And she's telling him what happened, that Richard came in and attacked her and stole. And Why is nobody calling this kid's parents? Why is nobody calling the police? Why is nobody calling the police? <laughs> get this kid arrested. He does not need to be out on the loose. But it's it's very stressful, and uh, I guess she wants money from Ben too, because like he stole what I have. Like, help me out. Yeah, seems like they're separated. They seem to be living separated, because as soon as he gets off the phone, he asks Beverly to have dinner with him. Probably happened right after Donna (laughs) revealed. Uh, found out that he was her father because <laughs> yeah. Sylvia comes running Which in. Which kind of left that up in the air? <laughs> or when Audrey went into a coma. Mm. It could, well, that all happened at the same time. Drove, yeah. him, uh, drove him apart. Yeah, yeah. Say, it could have been a lot that, of things. That was a lot of factors. That that day was not good <laughs> for anyone. It's like, but, you know what? Yeah. I don't think our marriage is going to make it through this. Yeah, yeah, let's be done. Let's just go ahead and call it quits. Let's just call it a day. I got out. a lady living in my walls at the hotel. <laughs> <laughs> I got a lot going on. Another Triple H. I have things what? that need my attention. Oh, you were talking about Josie. I was thinking yeah. about the horn hidey hole. <laughs> <laughs> there could be somebody, somebody in, in the walls. In the hole. Yeah, yeah, somebody could be living in there. There could literally <laughs> be somebody in the walls. Might be where Audrey is. Hey. So uh, we get another call to Hawk from the log lady. From Margaret Lanterman. Um, she talks about <laughs> Hello, the Hawk. She talks about the Truman brothers being true men, but then she ends it with Laura is the one, which is what the episode is named after. Hmm. And it's not the first time she said that. She said it in the Log Lady intros for the pilot that were made, you know, after the fact. Um, right. um, why is she telling Hawk this? I don't know. <laughs> oh, she says she also mentions the glow is dying, mm. which I just was think. I mean, thinking with her and Laura, I was kind of thinking of the glow of <laughs> the Laura balls, like the, the glow. Orb, yeah. yeah, is it? Is it, is does it have like, anything to do with that? Yeah, I. I think it does. That that would make sense because uh, to say the glow is dying, it's like the the resistance against the evil, the darkness coming in is losing steam. Yeah, time is running out. Yeah, basically, <laughs> things are coming to a head. Yeah, like we're we're losing the fight. Yeah, yeah. Um, scary. But yeah, and and the Laura stuff plays in. I mean, even to just we just saw Laura with Nicole scene, which is interesting. Um, 
So Cole probably knows Lara's the one, <laughs> whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, the chosen one, the, the, the giant sent. Yep. She maybe try to reach out to people that she thinks will be big players or that can actually make something happen. Uh, yeah, then a beautiful performance at the Roadhouse. Yeah. We get uh, played out to No Stars by Rebecca Del Rio. <laughs> Man, I've listened to that song so many times. It's really, <laughs> really good. Uh, of note, she is dressed in a black and white chevron patterned dress. Straight like from the, the from the red. red like where room. where have we seen that before? The red room gift shop. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's where the exit is. You yeah, take like through the gift, through shop. the gift shop. Collect your gift bag on the way. That makes sense because uh, when Cooper's you know running around the. Uh, the arm was saying wrong way. <laughs> so yeah, he was, he was going the wrong way. Yes. Yeah. That's the episode though. Uh, tough one, tough one, tough one. Like I said before, full, it's full of violence, but I mean, there's also some very lovely moments, mm-hmm. um, that I do enjoy. Like the candy scene is classic peaks. Um, you know, more of the Mitchum brothers shenanigans, finding out about Dougie, uh, thinking Dougie has it out for him. Or had it out for him is is interesting to see how that plays out. Yes, um, yeah, and then just the Gordon, you know, it, it's you have all. It's like all these things have to come to a head because you have all these pockets of people, you know, the people at the sheriff station, you know, got their thing going on. Hawk, like he's a part of this puzzle. You know, you've got the FBI working on their thing. You know where they are. Um, will it all come together? I have no idea. It it seems like everybody's <laughs> on a, on a trajectory. Yeah, for it all to intersect at some point. Yeah. But but when they're they're all far away. Yeah, you are far away. So they've got to got to find somewhere to meet in the middle. Yeah, perhaps with coordinates. Perhaps, perhaps maybe not. at Jack Rabbit Palace. Mm. I'm happy for Nadine mostly. So yeah, very good episode. Uh, a lot to think about. Uh, even you know even just talking through it today it's like there are more things that came up that gave me more to think about and uh, different ideas that I want to extrapolate on I just I mean there's no time today but but man there's there's some kooky stuff happening I need to know all of the things how about, how about just some answers. of the things <laughs> that's all you're gonna get I want to know all of the things <laughs> just tell them to me well, I want you guys to tell them to me. What's some unsolved mysteries? Let's oh. do it. Unsolved mysteries. What you got? Did Chad throw away the right letter? Not. No. No. I. I think maybe not. Not. Yeah. Like it. It is not against convention for there to be two Miriams in Twin Peaks. Super possible that a second Miriam sent a letter and he just grabbed the first one that said Miriam because all he said was, you know, that that B word Miriam sent a letter. You got to intercept that shit. That B word. So he he did intercept a, a letter from a Miriam, but not the right one. Maybe not the right one. Somewhere else in that stack could have been a, a Miriam Sullivan. Miriam. They got, he got the wrong one, dude. He did. What was? Gordon Cole drawing. 
I wouldn't I wouldn't know you know how you, there's that thing where there's that game where you describe something and somebody else draws it and you try to get as close to what you described as possible there's no way I could describe this to somebody and it work out it's an ant eater with antlers with, with tree antlers <laughs> and an arm reaching in from out of frame for the antlers but give it hair give it stubble and dead eyes that's right and spindly little hand feet oh god I don't know it's impossible to tell what did Becky do Becky Del Rio when Steven said you know what you did (laughs) well she knows Becky (laughs) Becky Burnett Burnett I think she I think she stepped out on him. Oh. I mean that would make sense. <laughs> or cuz look at her. Look at him. Yeah. Yep. Maybe she ate the last of the last deviled egg Franken-hawks. at the family get together. <laughs> you eat the last of them Franken hawks, you little pine weasel. <laughs> <laughs> Prince of the so uh maybe we ought to take a moment now and uh, step into the reddit room <laughs> you, you know what you know it's weird the the fabric of reality doesn't seem to be separating today it's it seems like it's stitched up pretty tight I don't know can you guys unzip your ids and, and step through the the planes or did you say something I feel like we're I have a I feel like we're not getting in elastic waistband, no zipper. Hmm. I mean, I, I, I guess we talked about everything there is to talk about. Kind of this episode, uh, nothing really we didn't touch on. So we touched it all. Se- seems like the room's not letting us in. So let's. I don't know. Maybe maybe let this dog lie today. <laughs> Weird that it just like wouldn't budge. I was pretty comfortable. Yeah. Can we go back? No. No. No, we, we tried. All right. I ain't never. I ain't never going back. <laughs> well, should we rate it? What do we do? Yeah. Three. What? Tyler scores. No. Talking foreheads. Talking foreheads. <laughs> James. James can't do it. Cup of coffee? Can't. Oh, well. Just can't. Tyler, why don't you kick us off on Talking Foreheads? I will kick it off with... You know what? Give you it to what? me. Give it to me. This Give is going to get... This Harriet is, Hayward style. This is going to be... Um, the reason for my score. Okay. No, Audrey. No, Audrey. One. Who? I'm just kidding. No. We I, would, I would probably call it a, uh, maybe a three and a half. Okay. But then we get an extra half point. Oh. For. Candy. Sandy. And Mandy. That's right. So that puts me at a grand total of eight. 
Very strong. I feel similarly. It's a good episode. It's really good. Uh, it's it's so well balanced that the the really dark parts don't sully it for me. It's it's rough to start, but then you get some levity. It's rough again, more levity. Uh, you get story with people. You get speculations. You get you know, just. A lot to talk about world building. It's very, very cool. But there's no Audrey. There's no Audrey. <laughs> there's no Audrey. Uh, don't remember. It's been so Who long. You know. You you know her. I know him. Look, point is, it's four foreheads. Four. Foreheads. Yes. Just four. Pat. Hey, everybody, I've got some scores. Actually, just, just, just one the score. one. Just one. Score. Just the one. Um, yeah, uh, brutal episode. Uh, like I said before, not one that I particularly like to revisit too often because of the violent uh, Richard Horton scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is a lot of love um, that balances it out, like you said. It's got a whole lot of love. A whole lot of love. And um, you know what? Nope. I'm, right, I'm, I'm right there. Oh, wow. 18 for I'm right there with you, fellas. All right. Give it that bow. Just for that, my friends. It's talking foreheads, babe. Talking foreheads. Fantastic. Had a good time with this one. This was fun, guys. Can't wait for the next. Can't wait for part 11. We missed anything that we should have touched on? Anything? Any theories? Any Fun facts. Anything you guys want to point out to us for us to cover at a later time, throw it out there. Throw it to TalkingBackwardsPod at gmail.com. Also on Instagram at TalkingBackwardsPod. Patrick? You can find us over on Twitter. Talking Backward. No G, no D. Cousin Eddie says Twitter's full. (laughs) Saw that. Tyler? Hello, everybody, and welcome to the best segment on the show, the Egg Devilers shout-outs. Today, I would like to give some fantastic shout-outs to Craig Woods and Rachel Moon. These two have supported us and earned the right to have their names said out loud on the internet via this podcast by supporting us on our Patreon. If you are interested in having the same privilege as Craig Woods and Rachel Moon, please head over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash talking backwards to show us a little love and a little support. And I promise it'll be worth your time. Anchor.fm slash talking backwards. You can join our community of patrons at patreon.com slash talking backwards. We'll see you next time for part 11.